All right, y'all. It has been so long. <laughs> I mean, I don't even since the, the March. March Feb, when was the last time we recorded? Like mid February. Yep. It's been so- we were just coming back from break. Yeah. Yes. It's been so long since like I touched this microphone and have been able to really like dig in on some things. And I got a lot of shit that I need to say. All right, so then come on, let's just cut listen, let's cut the shit, let's give them the disclaimer, and let's go in. Like you've been like you said, listen, back like we never left. Come on, black like having your brother back. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Forty for the Love of. It is your boy, it is your boy, Uncle Fred, your favorite campus uncle. I am back in this bitch. <laughs> Like, like, I ain't never leave. Oh, my goodness. I'm back. And I have my sister in pain, struggle, and in victory. The Liberated Project chick. What's good, baby? Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Was it five years? Man, five years. So, for those of you who don't know, for those of you who care, I don't know, whatever. I have been married to my wife. For five years now. Look, I was about to put up another five. Ooh, I'm talking. Look, I've been married for five years now. This day, October 2nd, I've been married to my wife for five years. Awesome. That's dope. How does it feel? Wow. <laughs> you know, wow. Like, I, I woke up this morning, and, like, I had a Jill Scott moment. You Which know? one? This is my, well, you know, this is my golden life moment, uh, or... <laughs> Which which Jill Scott? Oh man, you don't have to scramble day. Oh, you know, like I just man, I just felt. Just that's felt, a great Jill Scott moment. Yeah, I just I just felt wonderful, magical. You know, then I looked at my wife and I was just like, yo, this is really five years. This is really us, right? Really five years, and look, and I just started thinking about all the things that we've accomplished in five years. And I was just like, damn, we did all of this in five years being married. I'm, now, mind right. you, I've been with this woman for over 10 years. Right, right. But it's like when we put this thing on, it just was like. Another level. Yeah, another, another right. level. No, but no, that's no. but that's besides the point. We also right. have Jade in the building. Jade. Hey Jade. Amazing, hey, Jade. Like, it's definitely a podcast. Hey y'all. Jade, hey. how are you? How have you been? I'm good. You know, I I I'm living the college student quarantine life. I got the just the apartment I re-signed a lease on too early. Huh. And no classes to go to. <laughs> Man, so let's touch. So let's touch upon that. Like that's, ladies and gentlemen, that's probably one of the first things I want to talk about. That's on my mind. You know, we're gonna catch up. We're gonna catch up on a lot of shit because there's been so much that's been happening. That's like been eight happening. months. Eight months worth of so stuff. much stuff. So we gotta catch up. We gotta catch up a little bit. You know, and potentially I'm gonna end up talking about something that is presently happening right now. But yes. Corona. COVID. The Rona. COVID. COVID-19. The Rony. What, what the hell 
happened. Like it was like it 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 was all good just a week ago when we was like we were celebrating Christmas. Right. Years. <laughs> we was in we Black History Month came along and we were all good. Next thing you know, shut down. Every like like a switch. Like a switch, like it was like just the pressing of a button, like boop, everybody sit down. And I ain't going front. At first, when Corona first started, I don't think anybody took it seriously. Everybody's like, oh, you know, it's something that's just going to fly by. It ain't really nothing too crazy, you know, because the narrative was that Corona was just like another flu and, you know. It was far away. It was far away. Well, it didn't help that our administration really wasn't telling the whole truth and was very specific about what they were sharing and what they was not going to share. So that didn't help. Yeah, but even in that, like, as an American, right, who has had such liberties and has lived through, we lived through H1N1 and, the, you know, and all these other different, you know, diseases that have happened especially like during the obama administration there was you know things that happened and it really like the 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 american people or the government was so prepared for it that it really didn't affect well because i'm gonna give you a word leadership hello yeah yeah that's yeah, the yeah. difference between leadership and and president barack obama did warn if we do not get in front of Again, talking about healthcare and vaccines and things of that nature, he mentioned it during his administration that we could have a pandemic on our hands. He said that. And then guess what? Here we are. So then my question to both of you, right, is what is the one thing that has affected your life the most since the pandemic? You know what? Um, I'm going to go. Jade, I don't know if you agree. I gotta think. I gotta ponder. All right. The thing, the thing that has impacted me the most has been directly and indirectly, and the thing that I think about, and it is troubling on so many fronts. Fred and Jade is the children, the babies, in particular the black and brown babies in the inner city that are being caught or played as pawns in the middle of this damn game, right? right. And what I mean by that is, um, for those of you that don't know, not only um, is Fred and I in education, higher education, both my sisters are in education. Both my sisters are special education teachers, and they're amazing. One is in Georgia, one is here in the Buffalo, New York area. And she's not seen one of her babies since March. Mm-hmm. she's not seen one of her babies since March. She has another scenario where one of her babies, she teaches second grade, is in daycare because his mother has to work, understandably. Mm-hmm. But the daycare that he attends was so crowded because every mom and dad is needing daycare because guess what, as black and brown people, what? We are what? frontline individuals. So we're wait, we're working in those positions that end up getting Corona because we're cleaning the bathrooms, janitorial food service, etc. Yeah. She has to have the children separated by age because there's so many of them. And because he's in second grade, 
He's the older kids. He's in the basement, can't get internet, okay? So he can't get the connectivity to get online to experience the virtual learning. Then the mom and, the, and, and, and her sister is doing everything. So then the baby had to be moved to another daycare. So I think about those babies that aren't really receiving good meals mm -hmm. for a number of reasons. I'm thinking about those babies that are now having to become built-in babysitters because mom and dad have to work two or three jobs to keep the freaking heat lights on. And then guess what? Don't even mention the food bill that skyrocketed. So I know you and Sierra caught through it because we yeah. went through it and we had this conversation. Right. Then think about the babies that are in abusive homes and school was the only respite. So I am ridden with so much pain with these babies. And you know, I think about, oh my goodness, well, how can I help? I want to take them all home. My sister talking about one of her um, babies, she had to drop off school supplies today. Mm -hmm. Because one, the baby didn't have anything, right? So if the parents weren't able to come to the schools to get their packets for each week and what have you to keep them in line with what the learning and the tr learning is for that particular week or month or whatever, they have to drop them off. Mm. There's so much that's happening, you know, in, you know, our world in particular with our inner city that, people haven't even, we haven't even begun to scratch the surface to how enormously painful this pandemic is and all of the aftermath that's gonna come from it. Jay, take it away. Um, yeah, like that for sure was definitely one of like my big things was just like seeing how other people had it worse than like maybe I had, I had it or have it. I don't know, it's very hard to the semantics of the language because it's we're inching towards the end of round one yes and we're just waiting for round two to just like come out the woodworks but i don't know for me it was just like like it was tough because like i don't do well by myself like for a really long time what do you like, mean by yourself what do you mean by yourself in the sense of like i can stay in my room for days on end but i like having the option to like leave leave you know, like I can go see a friend. I can go walk into some restaurant because something about me is I'm going to take an Uber. I don't know where I'm going, but I will Uber there. Mm. I'm not waiting for nobody. I'm not doing any of these things. So when that was kind of taken away from me and I was just like stuck in my room with no choice, like I can be in my room by myself because I want to be here. Mm. But because I have to be here was really rough. Like I live in a four bedroom apartment and it was only three of us all year anyways. My roommate, she went back home for a little while and then one of my roommates was like in and out. So it was really just me. And then all my friends are like, well, were seniors at the time. So then when they were like, I'm about to leave. So they left, packed up early and were like, I'm leaving. So it was really just me. And then I was just like, I struggled with that a lot because I feel like that's like the dark side of like the quarantine like process. Mm -hmm. That sense of just being by yourself all of the time mm. like going to the supermarket is scary going outside is scary like going anywhere was just like really scary and just like heightened an anxiety i already have yeah, with yeah. going outside and then now it's like oh i could get sick just by breathing don't let me go into wegmans <laughs> Yo, so J jay like 
so what I'm hearing is, is like you keep on saying like you was by yourself. So you was up here in Buffalo. Yep. You know, in your apartment. Yeah. The majority of the time. The whole time. The whole time by yourself. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, I had like some friends in the, like in the building, but overall it was just me like FaceTimes, a hangout here and there. But majority of the time it was just me and my television. I bought a new one. Well, you know, research indicate that mental health and depression and anxiety are on the rise, like off the charts because of that. Off the charts. Yeah, I can imagine. I've had it for six years. I got diagnosed my junior year of high school. Yeah. No, end of my sophomore year of high school. So then, you know, I did the whole therapy thing, did the whole like, yes, get better. And then this was like, yeah, yeah. But now I'm on the rise. I had to learn that like I'm not by myself because like I have like I'm like isolating myself. I'm by myself because I'm staying safe. Mm-hmm. Like I have to change my mentality at looking at it. Like I'm not by myself because like the world hates me. I'm by myself because I need to protect myself from the world. Yeah, yeah. A la Drake, you know, a la Drake and Adonis, you know, I wasn't he wasn't hiding the kid from the world, but the world from his kid. So Okay. All right. <laughs> Yo, I, for me, I think the most significant thing that has happened, and I, and as y'all were talking, I'm trying to think because I'm trying to, you know, so much has happened, you know, from staying at home to daycares not being open, working from home and, you know, trying to manage working from home and having three kids at home while I'm working and, you know, my wife's still having to go because she's considered an essential worker. So she still has the opportunity to leave. But, you know, when she leaves, she's, you know, putting herself at risk. But I would say the most, for me, the most significant thing that has impacted me is my health. Mm. Is my health. Because like, you know, in the beginning of the shutdown, you know, everybody was in a frenzy. Everybody, like all the supermarkets, all the grocery stores, all the major department stores were open, but at very limited capacity. Like, you know, you go to Sam's Club and like there would be lines among lines, of, you know, before you get in, before you could get in, you know, you will go to Tops, which never closed or anything, by the way, but there was there was a certain fear of you even going into a supermarket. Like when I would go into a supermarket and I would go purchase groceries, you would think that I was probably one of the uh, people that was in a CDC because my ass was covered from head to toe with like all kinds of shit. And I'm wearing gloves and, you know, double masks, you know, and, you know, like I'm carrying like, like how we carry cell phones. I'm carrying Lysol bottles and spraying down everything, you know, like I'm walking down the aisle spraying shit, just, you know, spraying all kinds of stuff, you know, but, but the actual diet itself Oh God! Like it recently, it's been horrible. Yeah, horrible. Like I mean, because it's got to a point where it's like, okay, I'm tired of cooking. Oh, I've exhausted my cooking prowess. I can't. I'm tired of cooking. Like okay, what? We, like is I ain't gonna lie, y'all. There's been times where literally breakfast, lunch, and dinner has been takeout. 
Breakfast, lunch, and dinner has been takeout. Like yo, that's a yo, that's a grip. That's a grip. Anybody, y'all family. And y'all. That tells you, oh, I'm cooked. Oh, they're lying out of their goddamn teeth because it is no way. <laughs> no way. I, listen, I got three kids. That's what I'm saying. That's, a, that's some cooking. Three babies. And like having to cook, just me, because majority of the time it's me. Having to cook breakfast or prepare breakfast, preparing lunch, and then trying to prepare dinner when I have a wife that is tired because she's been working since five in the morning to about like what, maybe six, seven in the after uh, in the afternoon or going into the evening. Yo, it, it's 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 just man. So like I like people talk about Corona weight. Yep, I put on a little pounds. I put on some pounds because like, you know, the, the, you know, the, just the constant, the consistent eating. And I, that's one thing I hate about being home all the time because being home, you're so comfortable, you know, you're, okay. you know, every, you're cozy, you know, like you, you don't really like, you don't really want to exercise. You want to sleep all day, you know, like you're just comfortable you know like yeah like it's kind of like it's kind of like how students might feel right how students all they do is they roll over in their beds and they log in on their computer and now they're in class it's kind of like how it is for professionals like you wake up well for those who don't have kids but you wake up brush your teeth shower and then you just boop you log on in you know like that's your day you know, I noticed that with professors, like I'll I'll log into class, and before like first week, you know everybody they have their button up on in the Zoom, and then week two, I've seen a lot of hoodies, <laughs> seen a yeah. lot of crewnecks, a lot of alma maters sweaters. Oh man, also that's my sense of style is gone. Oh yeah, no way. My sense, yo, I have become so domesticated. <laughs> like I saw you what I was like it's done it's I, listen it's Jade I have come over into the dark side with Crocs all day long yes. not the Crocs yo yes, the Crocs. Serious business. all day long it's Crocs Crocs Crocs, Crocs 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 like my kids have Crocs oh yeah Crocs, Crocs. You know I'm saying from from I want to say maybe May until the present just crocs you know it's so like, for me too so just I, I would say just food and diet and I will also say like um just a sense of style you know what I'm saying it's just because you just don't even care like since the corona I haven't I have not bought a pair of sneakers <clears throat> you know I am a sneaker enthusiast. I won't say a sneakerhead, but I am a sneaker enthusiast. And I have not bought now one pair of sneakers. And there's been something, there's been some heat that has dropped. And I have not even thought about it. I have not, like, I haven't even looked that way. Haven't even looked that way when it comes to sneakers. 
know what I'm saying? So and I'm, I'm, my wife is very proud of that. You know, that's definitely impacted the bank account because I would spend a grip. <laughs> I would spend a grip. Yeah. Okay. I was wondering, like, some people are like, oh, I spent so much money during quarantine. Some people are like, oh, I saved money. I feel like I'm in the middle. Cause I feel like I did my fair share of like Amazon purchases, like about 45 pa- like packages over the course of like. Oh my God. You know how much money I done spent on Amazon? Yo, Amazon truck, FedEx truck, stay on my street. Yeah, this man, it, no, I'm gonna tell you a major store that has took advantage of me throughout this coronavirus. Target. Target, Target. okay. Target has been my best friend because i mean literally i would shop every day but it will be necessities though it'll be necess- so like the baby need diapers okay right? baby needs diapers baby needs wipes they need toothbrushes toothpaste up oh, okay we need toiletries okay cool no doubt you know and and every day you walk through the home and there's something that's missing you be like oh and ever since the, the the gift from the gods, curbside. Yes, I knew you were gonna say the that. On, like it, it went online shopping went to a different level when you could purchase stuff, and all you had to do was just drive up and and they'll just come out to your car and give it to you, like that. Drive through next le- That was next level. You don't got to get out like. What is it? Touchless delivery yeah, or something like that? Delivery. Contactless delivery. Yo, that's been the best shit ever. They have taken my money. Here, take it. Take it. Take my money. Grocery shopping. Same thing. Same thing. You know what I mean? So. Great grocery shopping. So it's it's been, for me, that's that's what it is. But here's another question for you. So a lot of folks... Like you look on the gram, Facebook, whatever, TikTok. Oh, that's that was a major come up. This this that was a TikTok had a major come up. Love me that. Love me to TikTok. And during this pandemic, like I should have bought stock in in TikTok. I should have bought stock in it because prior to this pandemic, nobody gave a damn about TikTok. They were clowning me because I've been on TikTok since like early 2019. I'm like, who was that old? TikTok. It's been around since 2015, but it used to be musically. I have a 13 year old son and I have a niece that is 14, and they were on this since they were like seven. And it was musically, like they were making these musically videos. That was a good time. But that's neither here nor there. But what I'm saying is, what has been the major come up for both of you since the pandemic? Jay, you want to go first? I'm going to see. Okay, like in terms of like app or just life? Just life. Because like, think about it. Some folks have, due to the pandemic, have zoned in on certain skills. Oh, for me, it's cooking. Yep. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, right. you said cooking. I've honed in. So, like, my parents are Haitian. My mom lives in Haiti. Like, so... I, like, know the basics. You know, I know how to make rice. I know how to make chicken, things like that. I know the basic dishes. But over quarantine, I was like, there's nothing else for me to do. So I started, like, experimenting with, like, 
certain things I have never made by myself before. So that was like really fun. I used to bake. So this was my new challenge, like was cooking. I already know how to cook, but I wanted to like try new things. You know, I started cutting certain things on my diet, started remixing recipes. Like this week I'm trying like a, like a brown butter lemon pasta, like with like salmon. So like, I'm really excited because I have all these ingredients and I also stopped buying snacks. Like I don't snack anymore as much. And if I do snack, it's like a plantain chips, you know, just like something light, fruit, cucumbers. I love cucumbers with lime juice, chef's kiss, you know, like th- little things like that. Cause I was like, I, I don't want to succumb to the, the quarantine 15 because if I do, I'm gonna be so sad. So I did it. <laughs> I did, I did the quarantine negative 10. I'm still going. <laughs> I'm still going. <laughs> You're hilarious. Um, I think, not I think, I had a few come-ups, for real, for real. Um, so um, both of you know me and know me intimately, and y'all know that I um, speak, live, and breathe from a space of abundance. And I believe that although there were a lot of unfortunate things that corona presented to us as a world, as a community, um, as a team, there were things also that I believe will forever kind of change or swing the pendulum in another direction. So I, I saw this great, 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 great quote, and it said, don't dislike or hate the year that woke you up, mm-hmm. right? So for me, my come up has been I've been back in the gym three to four times a week. Now, what I'm saying, we're like, oh my goodness, the gym, what are you talking about? Well, because my trainer has his own studio and it's in like a strip mall. And because most businesses are what closed, we use the parking lot. So since it was so warm, we had a beautiful summer. And when um, the governor opened up gyms, we've been outside. So I'll be there at nine o'clock in the morning. That's why I'm like, okay, yes, let's kill this so I can get into bed because he, we, we've just been going hard. So I love that I've been seeing the change um, in my body in terms of tone. I don't, I'm not trying to lose any weight. I love everything where it is. I just need to be tight and don't move. So that's that. Um, so, so that's, so that's that, right? Okay, tight and don't move. Don't move. Don't move. That's it, right? Um, so that's the other thing. And then the other, um, one of the other things that really happened, and it happened almost kind of not me being aware, Fred, and I went, like, on this exploration of quiet Mm. so i had been posting very little on social media i really was just dialing it back um one and part of that happened because my phone died it did something and i was like because i was posting every day i was videotaping every day i was on every day and then for like four to six weeks i was I couldn't because my phone and I believe that that was the universe saying to me that it was time for me to be quiet. So I started dialing things back and really just taking in my life and the enormity of it and saying, when the dust settles, Tamara, where will you be? 
where will you be? Will you be 10 steps ahead or will you be 10 steps behind? So I have been intentionally quiet and through that, um, and I've been working with my marketing team, um, we are getting ready to launch the new version of the website. MEE has the shop now, you can buy merch, like all these great stuff. I have PDFs that are free. I have some downloadable resources and I got some that you can pay for. Um, I did two um, cohorts of my e-course, so I, you know, I was quiet, but I was, it, it was the quiet before the storm kind of thing. And I was like, you know what, you're a badass. And then the, the thing that I had to reconcile was that, um, you know, C-STEP, you know, no longer in rotation since June the 30th. And I have been doing Tamara via MEE and teaching, and I've not skipped a beat. And I was on the phone with Naja. Hey, Naja, Black Panther. And he said, enjoy your freedom. He was like, some people are just looking to lose, and you're just walking in, you're winning. And I'm like, yeah, right? And you, yeah, you know, sometimes yeah, yeah. you just need to kind of slow, you, you know, to slow yeah. it down. I'm a Black woman, straight Black, from the projects. And my mortgage, matter of fact, my mortgage is paid, paid up. John Tate's car note is paid up two months. Like, I've not skipped a beat. The heat's on, the food in the refrigerator. Because I did the work and I know how to move and I know how to understand the best ways for me to kind of facilitate my worth, my learning, and then the fact that I have skills. So there's been a lot of great things that's come up and then, I only have one more class for my dissertation. So, y'all, I've been grinding, not I've been in my flow. Some, some of it has been a grind, right? Mm -hmm. But the majority of it, I've been in my flow. And that, that's that quiet moment. And um, I'm getting ready to drop some stuff. And, you know, talking about the importance of being quiet. Mm. You know, it's, Tamara, this is why you and I, like, it was meant to be because you were the quiet before the storm and I was the storm yeah. <laughs> within the quietness. Yes. Yeah. I was the person causing the storm, ringing the damn, <laughs> ringing, sounding yeah, the alarm. Yo, you were ringing the alarm for real. Sounding the like, alarm. Yes. Like, I, I would have to say for me, one thing that has, that, that, that I have, grown to learn about myself is that I'm in tune with what's going on in society, yeah. locally, nationally, internationally, spiritually, you know, like I'm, I'm, I've been so, I've been so in tune with what's going on out here, you know, and I don't think God permitted me to be quiet. Mm. I'm saying, I think like, he was, no, it ain't time for you to be, no, you can't be quiet. Because there's some things that is happening that I need for you to inform your people so that they could be ready. Like, before, if y'all recall, when before the world shut down. Oh, March. <laughs> I remember I was on campus and I put up a post and I said, 
something don't feel right. Oh, I remember this. Like the birds ain't chirping. Like it was quiet outside. Eerie. It was eerie. The, like cars are driving by, but you hear no sound. Mm-hmm. Like it was just quiet. And I put up a post and I was like, yo, something's about to happen. Something's wow. going on. And I don't know if it was the the the, the mercury out there. I don't, you know. Retrograde. I don't know if it was the retrograde. I don't know what was happening, but my ears, my intellect, my brain, my soul, whatever, everything zoned in on the imbalance of what was happening in the world. And something told me, warn the people because something's coming. Mm-hmm. And since then, I just been locked in. I've been locked in and I've just been like blowing the whistle. Like, Hey, y'all need to pay attention to this. Yo, no, what's going on with this? You know, students, you paying attention to this? What's going on? You know? And it hasn't been from before the love of perspective. It's been just from a personal perspective. Mm -hmm. I've been speaking on behalf of me, you know, Mm -hmm. and what, has been dropping into my mind, my spirit, and what I needed to spew out to people. You know what I'm saying? So I think that now that we're back into this platform, I have so much that I have to say to a whole lot of you, right? I mean, there's just so much I got to say, and there's so much I have to get out because it's time. It's it's time. It's time to. You know what I'm saying? Like this this whole like for Tamara knows this, but I've been wanting to do like a speaker thing for a whole for for a, for a while now, and I've been trying to figure out how am I going to monetize this and you know create a whole brand and a business and stuff like this. And right. something came to me and was just like, okay, instead of just like instead of focusing on the brand, just start opening your mouth and talking. Just, well, I, you know, I think that's the important thing. Talking. Yeah. Just start speaking and watch what happens. And I was just like, yo, like, man. And, and then I started realizing that a lot of the truths, because it is, a lot of the truths that I've been saying have really ruffled some feathers. Well, of course the truth is going to ruffle feathers. One, because truth is the only constant. And again, I say this. I'm here to make you better. I'm not here to make your life easier to my scholars. And the truth is here to, again, make you aware. It ain't here to make you feel good. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, they're so concerned with feeling good. They're so concerned with people telling them what they want to hear. They're so concerned with people cheering and rah-rah them on. I'm not going to co-sign your bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not. So you ain't even got to, again, worry your pretty little head. Wait, don't you even worry about it, sweetheart. That's that split. <laughs> well, little Brandon, don't you even worry about it. I'm not co-signing your foolishness and buffoonery. So they would be challenged, Frederick, with the truth because it requires them then, Jake, to look in the mirror and really own all of their raggedy. Yeah, yeah, Good, yeah. Different. Yeah, so it's you know, and I mean, not, and I'm not even, not just about what's happening in the world, but I've been, I've just been zoned in on 
everybody and everything, you know, like I've been paying attention to like the stuff that's happening in my life. So like, you know, Corona, one thing that Corona has done is that it's really made people pay attention to what's happening inside their home. Mm-hmm. I'm well, you had to because you were there all damn day. Right. But what, right. But what I'm saying is, is that like, the, even that, like that was, that was putting a microscope and like, just like really on what has been going on with the kids what has been going on with this teenager in my house? What's really going on with my wife and work and personal stuff? Because think about it. We're moving constantly, like all the time. We're moving. And then Corona came in and like the world said, shut down. Yeah. Pay attention. And, and that's the part. And that's the part. Again, the quiet, right? Because we were moving so fast, we weren't paying attention. We were moving so fast, we weren't plugged in. We were moving so fast, we were under the guise that everything was perfect. And I, like I'm saying, for me, quiet, I was like, yo, let me, let me walk around uninterrupted. Let me wonder. Let me daydream. Let me see what's going on with my space, right? And, and as you were doing that, right, and you said, like, you were just you were just taking it all in and just like, there was just such a sense of like, just internally just taking it in. Right. So like, as you're walking along and you're going along and you know, you're realizing things and you're, you know, you're kind of keeping it to yourself, me as the same thing. So let's say I'm walking the same race with you and we're seeing the same things. One, you're the person that's just like, okay, I'm just going to, I see it but I'm not going to say nothing right now. Me, I'm like, I see it. And I'm like, Tamara, you see that shit? No, I got to say, no, I got to No, we got to say Like, yo, 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 turn no. around. And look, we, like, turn around, look at this shit right now. Look at this, look at this, look at this. Hold on, hold on, I got to tell the world. Hold on, wait a minute, no, 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 this ain't, you know? So like, as things were happening and I'm paying attention to this shit, I'm like, hold on, do y'all not see this is happening right now? You know, like, and I'm just not, I, I don't know. Like, it's just like the, the, the ear has become more attentive and you start paying attention to more shit. Yeah, sure. Like since then, the benefit for me has been the fact that I'm really like, I paid attention to my kids before, but now like my kids are just like, dad, d- dad, over my business. Please give me some, my wife, Fred, come on. I love you, baby. Get, come on. Back up. You yes, so, yeah, so it's just, that, that'd be a benefit for me. So, you know, because we're going to cut time short, y'all, and we just catching y'all up, right? This is for the love of, and we just catching y'all up. We get, we catching y'all up with what's been going on with our lives, you know, how Corona has impacted us, you know, some of the things and the skills that we've been zoning in on, what's really been impacting our communities, you know, outside of ourselves, what's one thing that you've noticed um, that has changed in the world? I think that's a good way for us to wrap this up. What is one thing that we have witnessed that has significantly changed since this coronavirus outside of ourselves? Common courtesy isn't that courteous, isn't that common? Mm. I noticed that, you know, over the course of the past what seven months, mm-hmm. that the way we handled, like the way we as the U.S. handled 
the, the corona, the virus, you know, did not fare to the ways that other countries dealt with it. You know, like a lot of Asian countries, China, Japan, like North and South Korea, they've always been very big on like common courtesy. Like if somebody doesn't feel well, they'll wear a mask, you know, like they take care of their elders, they take care of their people, they take care of their cities. You know, there's no trash, everything's very clean. And like, you know, the police are very, they don't, certain police forces in certain countries don't even have guns. You know, that kind of situation. And you, you see the US and it's like, people go into a supermarket and they don't get the service that they want and they start coughing on somebody because they're like, oh, well, I know that this is going to scare you. So, <laughs> they're spitting on people, like treating essential workers who are not only doctors and like all these essentially essential workers, but you know, the, the high school and the college students working at your local supermarket, working at your local pharmacy, working at your local, whatever was open, whatever was an essential business, you know, there was college students, high school students, young adults, even older, you know, generation people who are working in these places who are working there because they have no other choice. And it was just crazy to see how like, they just weren't getting treated they were the way they're supposed to. Mm. You know, I think that to me was like, like, I, you know, you always notice it. You know, you always notice the lady with the attitude at Starbucks. You always notice the, the guy at the restaurant who's treating the waiter bad. Right. And then, you know, you kind of roll off, like, you know, it kind of rolls off your shoulder because it's like, oh, whatever. You know, it is what it is. But then now, like, it's, I don't know, it just seems like so dirty now. Like, I don't know, it's like when I see somebody without a mask, I'm like, oh, okay, dirty, dirt neck. <laughs> Put your mask on right. That's crazy how someone doesn't wear a mask and how just turned off we are. Like, mm. I'm like, you know, yeah, like just and just think, we all were laughing at Michael Jackson years ago. Yo, like Mike was way before his time. Oh, <laughs> All, always way before his time. Way before his time. Um, for me, the thing that I would probably say was illuminated with such high frequency is the continuous disrespect of black women and disregard for them in their lives. I know, I I know. (laughs) And if we we have to relegate and, and minimize Breonna Taylor life because of the choice she made for dating somebody who was so-called on the wrong side of the street. Are you kidding me? So she's 26 years old, right? The seed of logic isn't fully developed to the 22, 25, 26, right? And we, as you grow up in your 20s, that's the training ground. That's when you're learning to navigate these spaces and continuing upon whether you had any real male role models around or any proper or whatever proper is or productive relationships within your what purview for you to model to see as an example and that's what we reduce her life to in men the daily indignities that black women experience black and brown women experience when we're the mothers of we're the mother of civilization and i am just exhausted 
Mm. I'm exhausted on so many levels of trying, and not necessarily trying because, you know, I am, but trying to, I will say this, reconcile that in a way that I am not pissed off where I want to start cussing, slapping, and really beating somebody's ass because of the way in which they minimize the lives of us. And, and let me say this, not that they've not done it to our black men, they have, but however, we heard more about George, uh, George Floyd, right, in that, and, and, and again, in the way in which George came Floyd. up. Right, George, George Floyd, that, no, let me say, that was despicable, that was painful, but you know, it was in our face, but it wasn't until after his unfortunate death where his civil rights were snuffed out and minimized and not considered, then the Breonna Taylor scenario comes into fruition because her shooting, her murder happened before his. Mm -hmm. So that's where, you know, we've been constantly hashtag say her name because women, women of color are being brutalized and murdered as well. Domestic violence and intimate partner violence is on the rise also because of the pandemic. And no one's saying anything, you know, we're literally getting our asses kicked if we're not being killed. And it's taken, I mean, so much for people to stop and to recognize. Now we do know that significance of her particular case because it was the largest settlement awarded to a woman of color. But think about the freaking indictment. There were three individuals that were again involved in that. And then the charge, and the charge was more so for the freaking people that the apartments that were next to her. It wasn't even about her. So I'm just saying the daily indignities and the very fact that you know what? We aren't given any kind of room. No one's playing interference for us. If we don't get it right, we could be dead. Yeah. You know, that's the whole, the whole Breonna Taylor situation and the countless other. I mean, I mean, the count, I mean, just the countless other tragedies that have happened within our within our communities, you know, and the handling of them. Yeah. During the mishandling, the mishandling. The mishandling of them during this pandemic, especially with Breonna Taylor, because the attorney general, who's a black man, you know, was in charge of this investigation, you know, and we are all thinking that because this black man is in, in a position of power and he has the responsibility to hold these three cops accountable for the murder and the tragedy and the loss of this black woman, he ends up being a puppet. You know what I'm saying? He ends yeah, the up being married, a puppet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. And then on top of all of that, and yes, I'm going to say this shit, this man is a fucking Sigma. Wow. I didn't even know he was Greek. He's a Greek. And I'm just like, oh, no. Like, no. Yo, they should be straight. They should be straight beating his ass. Like, just so, for real. And, and, I, and I have a whole bunch of Sigma friends, and I'm like, yo. And they like, yo, we're trying to confirm. We're trying to confirm. And I'm like, bro. 
what the fuck? But, but that's neither here nor there. What I'm trying to say is this, is that for me, what I've realized, both of you have touched on it, is, you know, the civil unrest, the, like the, the civil, um, the, the, uh, the civil, just the, the, the everyday norms, right? That normally people would do, you know, being civil with one another, you know, um, saying hello, you know, the, you know, the, 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 the common courtesies, the common courtesies, the un and how uneasy it is now for everybody because everybody's like tense everybody's walking on eggshells right now everybody's looking at everyone suspect whether you are black white and different everybody's looking at each other like hold on you know i'm saying everybody's on protection mode as you should be as you should be you know and with the whole george floyd brianna taylor all that shit we all should be on alert but the thing that has taken my soul to become more cautious is the fact that during this pandemic, we spoke about leadership. Our leadership has failed us to a point where now the world looks at America and and sees America for what it really has been for the past generations. And like with this whole debate that just passed and, you know, um, the civil unrests that have been happening in our country, you know, since him, since this pandemic, like he's agent orange has really, really brought out the sleeping giant and these white folks, you know what I'm saying? Who have such, I can't even say conservative views, but they, they have, awaken the racist mindset and they have injected it with steroids and was like, this is our time now. Like we've been sleeping and we've been in the woods for a minute, but guess what? We have a leader who thinks like us, who acknowledges us, who says what we want to say. And you know what? We are going to do the things that he is saying because he supports us. So we're going to go out here. We're going to run people over with cars. We're going to lynch people and put them in the public uh, parks. We're going to shoot them dead. We're going to put on our badges and we're going to go out there and we're going to kill some black niggas today. You know what I'm saying? I have friends who are cops, good cops, black and white. And they would tell me that in their locker rooms, White folks would joke about this shit all the time. Okay, let's go catch some niggas. But but it's problematic. That's that's problematic because I call it the difference between an upstander and a bystander. I get it. You have this blue curtain, you know, a brotherhood and seal and all sorts of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's Mm -hmm. like a doctor, you again, sign on to save people's lives, to help people live more meaningful, fuller uh, experiences through, again, your love for medicine. Police officers, protect and serve. That's the mission and the vision. Right. But what I'm saying, though, is that, yes, that's been happening for a long time, but it's been happening covertly. Now... It's overt. Now, these motherfuckers don't care... Period. They don't like it could be four white folks 
in a bar surrounded by a, a mixed race of people. And these four white folks don't care about who's in there. And they'll still say, you know, that nigga should have got shot. And they're saying that because the battery pack has been charged up by the likes of Trump and his and his folks. You know what I'm saying? And I've noticed that, like, yeah, he's been in office for almost four years and he's been putting up his antics. But since this pandemic has happened, it has been on display amongst the world. And these white folks are going ape shit. Like, it's like they don't have no filter. They don't care. Like, how many Karens have we seen? Right? <laughs> or heard of, or, or, or have been on the news. How many police officers, there's been protests that have been so peaceful. They say that 93 to 94% of the protests with Black Lives Matter, right, has been peaceful. Mm-hmm. But there has been proof that there has been these white motherfuckers that have been in these Black um, Lives Matter protests, right, and purposely vandalizing you know, vandalizing property, burning down buildings, you know, throwing bricks through, uh, through purposely throwing bricks through like foot lockers and all kinds of shit so that black folks yeah. can go in there and go and start stealing and stuff. You know, like they're, they're, they're pro, you know, they're provoking a lot of riot behavior and it's not being started by the likes of us. It's being provoked and started by those people Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they um they talked about that. They talked about how they were, again they were bands of them. They were moving from city to city again in the name of Black Lives Matter, and they were really there again causing havoc under the guise of that. But that's where we have to realize that that was not the mission and the vision of Black Lives Matter. And I don't care who was busting up the window. So I do remember there was a clip that I saw because I and that was another thing in terms of being quiet during this, I didn't turn the TV on. My mother and my sister were here in May because my nephew um, graduated from Canisius, May, June, July. They were here, May, June. I didn't turn the TV on for, I think, two months straight. One, I don't have a TV in my room. There's a TV in the TV room because yeah, that's where, you know, it's sports. So when it's basketball, like, everything shut down. Yeah. Dante has a TV in her room, but I hadn't turned it on, but I did see this one clip where there were um, some white kids, white people. Now, I don't know whether they were really a part of, um, again, the movement or they were really trying to fuck it up, but they were getting ready to throw a brick there. And, and, and some brother, you know, young cats was like, nah, yeah. don't do that because we're going to be blamed for it. I was going to get, I was going to get to that. Yeah. We're going to be blamed for it. So, it is, you know what it comes down to? We got to G-check everybody. If you think you're going to roll up on Jefferson, you think you're going to roll up on this particular spot saying, hey, rah, rah, I got to check your car to make sure you are who you say you are. Because if not, get your ass on. Listen, let me tell you, like, and I'm glad that you brought that up in terms of G-checking these folks. Because when the word got out that, you know, the rumor was in the media that there's black folks vandalizing shit, you know what I'm saying, and stealing and robbing all that stuff. You know, they picked out like such a small, a, a small 
example of what's been happening, but they're not, they never show the causes of these things. Right. So, so then when the black communities who would be the organizers of these protests will come on the record and say, listen, our protests, they have purpose, they have meaning, we're organized, we're, yep. you know, we're exercising our amendment rights and all this kind of stuff, you know, all this other riot and stuff that has nothing to do with us. And we're going to show you that it has nothing to do with us, you know, and we're also going to show you how the cops are allowing that shit to happen. Cops, like, literally, cops would give bricks to these white folks and be like, yeah, go fuck it up. We've seen it in Minnesota. We've seen it up there in Wisconsin. We've seen it in Portland. We've seen it in New York. We've seen it, like, everywhere. We've seen it in Buffalo on Hurdle Avenue. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where, like, there was a, a, a restaurant, you know, and there was these two white men on Hurdle Avenue that that heard about a Black Lives Matter protest, and they purposely went there trying to create, trying to stir up trouble, which they did. And the cops allowed these men to do that shit. And these were peaceful protesters that were going around and they were exercising their rights. And you had these white motherfuckers who was out here trying to create some trouble. Right. And in the city of Buffalo, right? The city of Buffalo, yeah, they tried to do something about it. But at the end of the day, it puts more pressure on us black and brown folks. Why? Because we have a black mayor and we're looking at him like, yo, what you going to do about this? I know you're the mayor, but yo, you black. That's something you can't take away. So what's going on with this? So like we're putting pressure on him. We're putting pressure on our city officials. And yeah, sure, they got some stuff done. Yeah, the bar is closed. But the damage was still done because now what that shows is that even in Buffalo, which is supposed to be a city of good neighbors, these motherfuckers are here and they're here like they like there's been this illusion that Buffalo doesn't have this shit, but yet it does. You know what I'm saying? Who had that illusion? Buffalo is one, probably oh, one of the most racist cities in the state. Who had that illusion? I don't listen, know. Whoever did, listen, you were, you were delusional. You talked to some of our white allies. And they're yeah. like... Because they're white. Of course they would think they, that. they're like, oh my God. You know? And even some black folks who are not from Buffalo that have moved here, that have moved here and have grounded themselves here. They're like, yo, I didn't know Buffalo was like this. I'm like, yeah. You know what I'm uh, saying? Like, they was like, yo, back in my hood, it was the same way. And, you know, so I could go on and on and on and on and on. But what I'm trying to say is, is that, well, not what I'm trying to say, what I am saying is during this pandemic and with this leadership, it has brought out the worst in the world. It has brought out the, 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 it has brought out the demon that runs around in America freely, right? And everybody sees this demon running around and his, and his name is racism. And they see it spewing its, its will on everybody. But the problem is, is that mobilizing. How, do, how are we going to end this? You see, like... Fourth of July, Farrakhan came out with a damn whole speech. You know what I'm saying? A state of an address. He did it on on Fourth of July. And he talked about this stuff. And he's been consistent with this stuff. I'm not a Muslim, but I believe in what this man is saying. And he would tell us all the time, like, listen, not only is this virus planned, 
but this sleeping giant that you think is a, is gone is even more powerful than before and you see it mm-hmm. that's the thing like you see it and this generation is seeing it but here's the difference the difference is is that this generation isn't putting up with that bullshit like, yeah, like you see like these people like the Proud Boys and these white supremacist groups, they got like, just like how we're on here and we're talking so liberal, they're out there too and they're spewing their shit and they're up there talking about some, yo, if you do this, like there was one video that just came out with this guy talking about some, yo, if Biden wins, oh, we coming, we coming and we coming with guns, we coming with guns and we going to start war. They're getting ready. I have been on this kick for a while that another civil war is going to happen. It's happening now. But as far as like anarchy, that shit is going to happen and motherfuckers got to be ready. If you ain't got a gun permit, get one. Well, you know, there was a a news report the other day that indicated that um, gun um, permits and things of that nature are on the rise in the black community. Community. So my thing is this, and and this thing can go on for hours and hours and hours, this dialogue about racism and the sleeping giant and white supremacy and white supremacy groups. We know that they're real. We know that they're alive. We know that they're well. It was Langston Hughes who said this, be careful of the meek Negro for when he wakes up, Right. We have sleeping giants as well. You don't want to go toe-to-toe with us because when we, that switch goes off, come on. So, one, you can't kill us all. We can't kill y'all. We're not even trying to. We, however, will not be denied our civil rights. We will not allow this cancer to separate and divide because at the end of the day, it is about power and privilege. And it's about a group of people who are feeling as though they're getting ready to be minimized because they're no longer the majority. So when you think, when you look at the changing face of America, it looks very, very different from what it has looked like in years and centuries. And when you feel like you're in jeopardy of becoming extinct, you will do anything and everything you can to what survive because what is it, Charles Darwin? Survival of the fittest. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now. And here at the end of the day, I don't know if that we would necessarily, you know, again, as a people be feeling or doing some of the same thing, but it's fight or flight. Yeah. And that's exactly what we're seeing. And they've all, you know, racism is real and, and whatever, but it was different um, because we didn't see it up close and personal because now we have the internet, because we have social media, because people are recording. And then that, it does a couple of things. And let us, it, it, it is a constant reminder that it is real. But it also is a constant reminder to what you just said. If we were to ever for real mobilize, organize, and execute, you don't want none of this smoke. You don't. You don't want none of this smoke. You, I, I, because if, let's just say hypothetically, 
you know, they were, you know, we were to be eliminated. And, and you kind of just use your imagination with that. And it's just you, right? This, this supreme group. What the fuck y'all gonna do? Right. You, you, you can't create because everything we do, y'all rip off and turn it around up, and make some money. They're gonna end up making slaves amongst themselves. Exactly. So guess what? Go right ahead. Cause we out. That's it. Yeah, man. We out. Twenty twenty racism and Rona. Right. Exactly. And the Rona. We out. We out. So you know what? If 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 they want a war, they might just have one on their hands. And you know, you you you, you think about you know, the, the 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 next the next life or next cycle or the next whatever it is. You know, and you know, I sat back and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" You know, this isn't the end. And and you, you one, you never know what that looks like. I don't believe that it is. I still don't believe that it is. However, I think sometimes things need to implode in order for them to get better. Right. But what I would love is for those persons that are marginalized, disenfranchised for us to recognize our worth and our power and to start betting on one another. Yeah. Yo, man, caught up on a lot. <laughs> a lot. Catch we, up on the catch-up. This was a catch-up, I tell you. Y'all, for our audience, it's been a minute, and I'm so happy that you've been so patient with us because I know, I, at least I know, that there has been a plethora of folks that have been asking for this and for us to be able to provide it again you know this is what season three season three yeah it is i know why that's crazy season three like i could like just to tell you what's coming up like we're talking about an election this is an election season right we're talking about this you know this shit show of the debate that just happened you know between two americas you know the you know the racist bigoted america of the past and this more liberal america you know representation but you know is that really enough too we gonna talk about that shit right we're gonna talk about you know the rona what it's been doing and impacting our students yeah and then not only that i think you know again the other thing too talking about the debate but going in another direction we're talking about again the civil unrest that's happening i want to lean on because you know we're both sports fanatic oh, how man. the WNBA and NBA's really been holding that ass to the fires like yo we're not yeah. we, we're not playing nothing and yeah. then the, the WNBA showed up and represented um Breonna Taylor and then the LA came yeah. out with the vote t-shirts on like everybody really really who understands the enormity of this on so many different levels really are showing up I'm and again black white Latina, Latinx, you know, Asian, Indian, like for real, for real, because they understand what's at stake. Right. They understand what's at stake. And that's why I am confident on November the 3rd. I, I feel wholeheartedly that there are going to be so many people that's going to come out because they're just tired. I think that's, I, if nothing else, I think people are just are tired. Like I've had, you know, some of my 
you know, um, you know, Caucasian friends, white friends, you know, that are at odds with their parents because of some of the things that their parents grown up with. And they're like, I, I can't even support you. That's what we need. We need everybody to get in the G check those people that are all the way out of pocket. I had one of my, um, you know, um, colleagues, older, Caucasian, mother was like, somebody basically she said somebody need to put him down and i go tell y'all what kind of language she used but because they're tired too so we're not talking about all you know caucasian people just like all caucasian people ain't bad all black and brown people ain't good so again it goes all the way around but at the end of the day we have to get to a point where we're standing up for those individuals who cannot stand for themselves and we're clapping for individuals who can't clap for themselves because they don't know how or they're just tired. Yeah. They're just tired of the unrest. They're tired of the unfair, unequitable treatment. They're tired of seeing the same story over and over, another um, uh, unarmed black woman, another unarmed black man being shot and killed and nothing's happening. Right. When people get tired, that's when, again, you gotta be careful. Yeah, a lot of stuff we gotta talk about, y'all. Yes, yes. You know, this is just a taste, this is just a come up, this is just a... <laughs> this was just a jump off yeah, just a warm season up. three. Just a warm up, season three, man. Listen. For the love of, it's your favorite campus uncle, it's Uncle Fred. I'm glad to be back with the team. I'm glad to be back mm -hmm. talking to you all. You know what I'm saying? I'm so excited. I still, like, I, I'm trying to calm down because I'm on fire. I'm up here, like, <laughs> on fire. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, I, I'll save it. I'll save it because it's, it's... We got a whole season. Literally. Whole, I know, right? Exactly. Come on. Like, like let's prime the pump. Yeah, man. you be ready to go, go. You know, I'm glad to be back with my sister in pain, struggle, and victory, the yes. Liberated Project chick. I'm glad I'm to be back you with you. you know, yes. I'm glad to be back with shouts, shouts to Nikita and the Nas. You know what I'm saying? Our our tech, our IT tech person, Chi. You know what I'm saying? What's up, Chi? You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just I'm just so glad to be back with all you guys. You know what I'm saying? And uh, for the love of, we won't disappoint. Oh, and, and one last thing. What? Merch. Oh, right. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hear another person telling me, yo, Fred, put that logo on a sweater. Like, put that on a thing. Like, yo, that's... What is it? We got to make that happen. So, we will. Yo, yeah, because that logo is fire as hell. Like, every, I, I mean, that logo never gets old. I like... I, I'm like... That's for real. Matter of fact, I just reached out to um, Jarrell today, too, because I need something else, another T-shirt drop for the Liberation, um, you know, um, line. And that logo, it was just, it's just straight fire. Like, yeah. just straight fire. All right, y'all. All right. One another. Peace. Peace.